when you understand the nature of reality. And that's all you've got to go on. When you truly understand that you are of the divine, by the divine, for the divine. When you understand you chose this lifetime to thrive and you came pre-equipped with all that's necessary to do exactly that. Then you keep going. You stay in the game. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, I'm Mike Dooley, here to remind you once more that your thoughts become things. And I'm going to do it today by dropping another edition of a week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. These were broadcasted live this week. My answers to fellow adventurers' questions about life, dreams, and happiness. And each one took 5, 10, or 15 minutes. We've sewn them all together for your viewing and listening enjoyment. Sit back, relax, and enjoy. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, is Mike Dooley. Today's spiritual tune-up. How to know you've made it. This is something dear to my heart because uh, I went through such a slow metamorphosis getting to the place of having made it, if I may say so, that I thought it would never happen. 22 years ago, I was writing uh, emails as Mike, Monday Morning Motivators, and then daily emails that were never very popular. I had my fans, but more people unsubscribed many weeks than subscribed. And it was so slow going. I joined Toastmasters. I developed a website. I did e-commerce. I began learning affiliate marketing. I, I can literally remember going to my mother's house after a miserable speech somewhere, bumming cigarettes off of her. I know I've told this story to some of you before um, and literally saying, where the hell's the damn magic? Where's the flipping universe? You know what? I'm doing all I can and nothing is giving. I'm eating, sleeping, and breathing with visual, visualization boards and mantras and affirmations. Back then, it was just like, oh my God, where's the damn magic? In the beginning of an adventure, it seems like nothing's happening. And it seems like what does happen happens so slow. And worst of all, you have no confirmation you're on the right path. You're like, oh man, I'm deluding myself. Oh, I should just go back into public accounting or do something like that. But when you understand the nature of reality, and that's all you've got to go on, when you truly understand that you are of the divine, by the divine, for the divine, when you understand you chose this lifetime to thrive and you came pre-equipped with all that's necessary to do exactly that, then you keep going. You stay in the game. So I diversified a little bit more. My rotary talks turned into unity church talks, turned into a world tour. I had a best-selling audio program. I had a huge mortgage. I didn't have any helpers. I was packing and shipping and writing and speaking. Um, and it was a slog. But there was glimmerings of hope. I did not know I was on the right path. I wondered if I was still delusional. I was still hoping to make more money in most months than I was spending on my mortgage and other things. That's where I was, but things were changing. I even diversified into a little life coaching back when it was really taking off at the beginning of the internet. I had two clients my entire life um, and uh, bless their soul. But this one guy, this one guy 
and I, I'm helping him on the phone. He's like, I, I just wonder where the magic is. I, wh where's the universe? I need the universe. Because by then I was writing, my writings as Mike evolved into notes from the universe. And I was just like, hey, you just got to be patient. It's working. It never fails. And when I finished that call, I just was so like deja vu. I'm like, what? Did I dream this? Like this not working and where's the magic? And then I was like, those were my words not long ago. And I was astounded because by that point, although I had not acknowledged it, my life was soaring. Everything was clicking. I was on an upward spiral. There was finally not only a tunnel, but finally a light at the end of the tunnel. Although there was no day when I hadn't made it and I woke up the, the next morning and I had made it. I realized that this guy was speaking my words and then I had to do the physical inventory. When was I talking like that? It's been a while. That was me bad-mouthing my life every single day. And it was at some point in the last seven or eight months where there was this slow metamorphosis of my life changing direction like a giant ocean liner in the sea. If it's going west and you want it to go east, it doesn't flip around. It takes maybe five hours for that thing to turn all the way around and go the opposite direction. And when you want to change the direction of your life, it's going to take time. And when it's happening, it seems like it's not happening. And you won't know you've arrived until after you arrived. And then you'll wonder like I did, when did I arrive? On what sucky night when I went to sleep at night that all of a sudden I had reached the tipping point and didn't even know it. If you're using your physical senses to judge yourself, to judge the journey, to judge the progress you're making or not making, it will always seem like you're at a dead standstill. Your physical senses can't see the miracles. As I have shared recently with you in these two notes, my GPS analogy for the miraculous mechanics of manifestation. At what point do you realize the system worked going to an address you've never been to your whole life after a three hour journey? At what point do you realize it worked? At the moment of arrival, and not one minute earlier, in fact, one minute earlier, you are now two hours and 59 minutes into a journey where everything is looking weird. Weird. Not where you started, not where you dreamed of. Everything looks weird until you arrive. It is not in the final moments, which means during the entire two hours and 59 minute journey, or the entire two years and 59 day journey or whatever it is, you will be at risk of quitting. You will be at risk of saying, well, this is not what I've been dreaming of. I better go back and watch the secret 30 more days in a row. Don't quit. Don't give up. You will not know you have arrived. You will not know when you cross the tipping point. The question is how to know you've made it. You will never know. You will never know when you use your physical senses because your physical senses do not show the miracles. You are laced in miracles right now. You are showered in miracles right now. You are a nonstop miracle maker, but you don't see it because you're not wired that way. So if you're looking for the miracles, you're going to draw the conclusion that it works for all my friends, but it doesn't work for me. It works for you. It never fails. Every day you get closer. Every day it gets easier. This is what you do. As I said at the outset, you know the truth. 
and you drill down to the truth and you settle for nothing except the truth. No ifs, no ands, no buts. I know I'm a divine creator, but no buts. Okay, hold yourself up to this standard. Resonate at your highest possible level. Live with integrity. Breathe in the truth. Clarity, honesty, transparency. Be of service. Help others. But know that your thoughts become things. The things and events of your life. It is written. It can't be undone. There was another favorite note from the universe of mine that said something like, do you know how when you visualize all the time and you got a vision board and you're believing and you're taking baby steps and nothing happens, you know? Right. That's impossible. That's impossible. That never happened. That's never happened to you. When you do all the right things, like my mom used to say when I would go for the tennis trophies as a junior, if you're good enough, they have to give it to you. And if you do your part when it comes to metaphysics, thy will shall be done. This message has come to us through the ages, through all and every manner of voice. Believe and you shall receive. Not sometimes, not depending on karma, not if God's in a good mood. You will receive. Thoughts become things. Be congruent with your words. Work on your affirmations. Take baby steps. Show up. It has to happen. It never fails. As long as you're grounded in truth and you know this. Now, the caveats. You can't hinge your happiness on, you know, Bruno falling in love with you. You can't. Nor Trixie. They got their own thing. But you can get better. So don't be attaching or demanding or insisting upon anything other than your ultimate glory, joy, prosperity, friends, laughter, love. And never stop taking baby steps in that direction. And thy will shall be done. Understand the truth. It is knowable. It is within your reach. It is simple. And it is, beyond anything else, empowering. Jumbo, fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. I'm uh, one and a half minutes late because I was changing the title of this question. This question applies to everyone. Although when I get into the nitty-gritty of it, you might feel like it doesn't apply to you. So I had to, to invite you all in by changing it. My life is not quite how I want it, Mike. Okay, specifically, dear Mike, I've always dreamed of having a family. Children, a spouse, extended family. I have three beautiful children, but I have been a single mother for a long, long time and no living parents or siblings. I dream of having a partner to raise my kids. Companionship. I have spurts of thinking positive, but then I get derailed into sadness. Um, my kids are very active and I spend a lot of time at their activities, but I am always there alone. I have to take care of the home alone, all parenting responsibilities alone, everything alone as the only adult in the house. After a few failed relationships, I think this is just who I am and it will always be like this. Can you please help me, Mike? Oh, well, first of all, sympathy. And I can imagine everyone, this applies to you. This question applies to everyone. Wherever you are in the moment, it colorizes and taints your past and your future as well. And if you're feeling stuck and unhappy, it's like, yeah, I've always been stuck and unhappy and I, I'll probably always be stuck and unhappy. Don't be confused. Where you are is not who you are. It's never been who you are. 
And where you are changes. Where you are is just a step on the path. You're more than any step. You're more than the whole dang path. Okay, so don't be deceived by your physical senses or your present emotional welfare. It has this ability to replicate itself and cast itself into past, present, and future. So don't drink that Kool-Aid. Okay, now here's what I want you to know. Now, I got to state the obvious because you can't see it for the forest and the trees and all that stuff. But you've got three active, blooming children. Oh my God, it's like you won the lottery three times over. Oh, are you serious? And you get to be the only one to sculpt them, craft them, love them, nurture them. Oh my God, you're in such a blessed place. Ay, ay, ay. How many people would trade places with you in a heartbeat? Okay, so now I'm not trying to um, make you feel bad about the desire for change. That's natural. And you should want change. You should want expansion. But I want you and everybody to understand right now that wherever you are, wherever you are right now, warts included, it's making possible an adventure, perspectives, feelings, experiences that are not otherwise possible in any other direction you might go. Right now, make hay, because this is fleeting. When I was desperate and dateless forever in this lifetime, my mom would just say, enjoy it, Mike, because you're going to get married before you know it. You're not going to have this free time. And and, and my God, was she right. It's like, oh, if you spend any of your time wishing and pining for things to be other than the way they are right now, even if right now you're lonely, you're sick, you're unemployed, and you're broke, you have gifts immeasurable. And this is fleeting. This is not who you are. If you are Fighting it, fighting it, resisting it, resisting it, no matter what your present circumstances are, you're attaching and ingraining yourself into it more. You're like, I don't want it, I don't want it, I don't, you don't want what? I don't want this. And that's the message the universe gets. Your focus is all about this, 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 this. And the universe is like, I'm giving it to you. And you keep going like this, this, this. Don't go there. Instead, Bloom where you are. Grow roots where you are. Savor where you are. That doesn't mean don't change it. It means this is how you free yourself from it the fastest. Anybody who doesn't like their job, master it. Master it and you will be lifted free. Master your life situations and you will be lifted free. I've read a number of different things uh, in the deep reading that I've been doing the last couple of years about enlightenment, self-realization. And there really is this kind of permission mechanism that's built into spirituality where you can't go as high as you'd like to go, see as far as you'd like to see, know as deeply and richly as you'd like to go to know until you have kind of mastered where you are, which means um, ethically, morally, transparently, uh, being honest with yourself. You're not going to learn to go out of body so that you can go be a peeping Tom or something. You're going to only be able to take yourself to a higher level when you have already kind of passed grades and you're in school right now. You're in fun school right now. You are at a place where you are poised to learn the things you most need to learn, whether it's 
because you're alone or you have kids or you don't have kids or you have money or you don't have money, the circumstances you're in right now are exactly for you to see what you've not been seeing heretofore. So see it. And you're only going to see it by being who you are, where you are right now. That doesn't mean accepting it. That doesn't mean you've got to put up with it. That doesn't mean learn to love it. Heck no, it's not so good, right? Uh, if you're wanting to change it. But if you can free yourself in the moment through appreciating where you are in the moment, you're not just going to perpetuate the moment. You're going to show through expansion that you're able to wonder and think and imagine things you've never imagined for, before because before you were in the resistance mode and you were not able to imagine how else things might be. So embrace where you are as you simultaneously knock on doors, go out and date, be available, say, you know, um, just play the game, show your inner witness that you're ready to have a partner uh, in your circumstances, the one that the person who asked these questions. And wherever you are, anybody, it's sacred. It is so sacred. Don't be labeling yourself. This is who I am. And maybe this is the way it's always going to be. Oh, that's you're an eternal being. And what's going on today is fleeting. It is temporary. So savor it, milk it, enjoy it, and you will be freed from it. John Bo, fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. Thanks for joining me. Thanks for asking the great questions that you ask every day on Facebook and Instagram. Today's question, don't baby steps contradict the dream? Really good question. Hi, Mike. I know what it's like to feel whole and complete. And when it comes to manifesting, I can easily get myself into the feeling state of having already achieved my desired outcome. The conundrum occurs when I take the action steps to achieve the goal. This sends a strong message that I don't have the goal, which affects my positive feeling state and puts me in a mindset of lack. What would be the workaround? Do you see my point? Oh, I see your point. And you're right. Taking action towards your dream is a negative declaration to the universe that you do not have, that there is an absence of that which you desire in your life, risking a compounding of the belief that it's out of your reach. But no problem. Do it anyway. And here's the workaround. The workaround always comes from understanding what's going on, understanding the logistics, understanding who you are, where you are, why you are. And then suddenly it all makes sense. The same question would apply to wearing a car safety belt. Doesn't that imply that you believe that you could be a random statistic on the highway, that you are vulnerable to bad drivers or making mistakes. It does, but wear your seatbelt anyway. Doesn't buying health insurance imply that your health is this unstable commodity, that you might catch a disease, you might break a leg, you might fall down, you're out of control. Health insurance and its acquisitions are, acquisition is a negative act of faith that you are not in control. Buy it anyway. 
Okay, I'm getting to the wise in just a minute, and the wise are glorious. They're multifaceted, many reasons. Even exercising, what, you don't trust your body to stay in good shape? Even worrying to the degree we worry, worrying about having a good balanced diet. You don't think your body can roll with a few M&Ms every now and then, roll with uh, a few, uh, you know, something less than an almond or a blueberry. Your body you can roll with so much. Every day, all day long, we demonstrate that we are out of control, that we are not all that, that we could be vulnerable, that mistakes happen, bad stuff happens to good people. Still, this is what I call playing both ends to the middle. These tiny little inconveniences, seatbelt, health insurance, exercising, are nothing for what it makes possible in the long term and in the scheme of things as I'm about to lay out. These are tiny little things. And when it comes taking baby steps, I mean, they're not even an inconvenience when you understand the scope of things and you realize that part of the gift of every dream is its journey. This question presupposes that Dreams and destinations, manifestations are far more meaningful, valuable, and desirable than the journeys they spark. Not true. Now, that doesn't mean it's only about the journey. The journey would not be anything without the promise of the dream. And then with the manifestation of the dream, wow, happy dance. And the journey becomes all that much more special. The journey becomes special when there is the manifestation. So I'm not saying forego the manifestation in light of the journey, but the journey, that's where you learn who you really are. That's when you find out about the lions and tigers and bears that you didn't think you believed in. That's when you find a chink in your armor and you can buff it out and, and polish it and be more amazing than you were before the dream arrived because there was the dream that took you through uncharted territory that helped you discover who you really are. Moreover, when you are taking action, oh my gosh, baby steps, you are, number one, reinforcing the lack. Number two, you are installing empowering beliefs that say, this is happening, you just look, do you see me? I'm under sale. Inner witness, I'm all about this. I am moving forward. I'm not settling for the same old, same old. When you take a baby step, even timidly or in self-doubt, maybe even embarrassed to take it, your inner witness prepares all systems for change. This isn't the same old Mike Dooley. This isn't the same old, same old. This is different. And when you consistently do it, you install beliefs about your inevitable, imminent success, even though you self-doubted, even though it was embarrassing, even though you didn't want to go there. Because you are in motion, that moving part, because you took a baby step, now the universe takes 10,000. Not only are your empowering beliefs and optimism aroused and peaked, but because you're out in the world, the universe can follow suit with 10,000 steps for every baby step you take. Now you become a lightning rod for serendipities, coincidences ain't no such thing happy accidents ain't no such thing serendipities that will make possible you arriving to a place in the physical realm that mirrors what you were thinking about when you chose your dream 
This is thoughts becoming things made possible because you're out there in the world. You move, the universe moves. You move, the universe moves more. You take 10 steps, the universe takes 100,000 steps. For every step you take, it takes 10,000. This speaks to our inclination to succeed, right? When you do one little thing, so many things are whirling about you to make it possible. Not only are you learning about the paper, lion, tigers, and bears, ramping up beliefs of your inevitable imminent arrival, but not only are you making yourself a lightning rod for success, but you are bulldozing invisible limiting beliefs. You are clearing the stage. You are finding those suckers and pulling them up by the roots without even knowing what they are. You do not have to know what your invisible limiting beliefs are to bulldoze right through them. And then as your life starts taking on new shapes, new circumstances, making progress, if you even had invisible limiting beliefs, they no longer make sense. They no longer add up. All of this, again, is speaking to your inclination to thrive. Why? Because you're the eyes and the ears of the divine. Why? Because you're God who come alive, choosing to be who you now are. To rock and roll, to bust a move, you do not live in a neutral universe. So when you've got some baby steps that imply lack, imply separation, and you're wearing your seatbelt, and you're buying health insurance, but you're also exercising, and you're also driving safe, and you're also moving in the direction of your dreams, you blow the lid off of the joint because your steps in alignment with the truth and magnificence of who you are, those become the things and events of your life so much quicker than little fearful thoughts like, well, I better take my vitamin C today. Well, I better wear my seatbelt today. Well, I better buy health insurance. Those are negative, but they're so puny in their nature that they don't stand a chance against you showing up for life and making a few cold calls and knocking on a few doors and pressing the flesh and going out there and living your awesome, amazing life. You do not live in a neutral universe. You live in a non-neutral universe. True, it doesn't judge you, but that doesn't mean it doesn't care. It is not neutral. The cards are stacked in your favor. So as long as you continue to do some positive step, steps in alignment with the truth of your magnificence, then the limitations of a negative baby step and seat belts don't stand a chance yet. Taking those baby steps puts you out there in the world, gives you a life to live, helps you to meet brand new folks, helps you discover your strengths, help you to build up your, your defenses, your, your weaknesses, if you will uh, allow that word. So take the baby steps. You're absolutely right. You have overthought this and you have nailed it. You totally get it. But when you realize that the action going out into the world is what it's all about. Like I look back now at my first talks and my first presentations and the fear and the and I'm like, oh, little Mikey, you did so good. Oh my God, you have no idea where you're going. And those are my fondest memories. More so than, oh, I got it made. It's easy here and blah, blah. I mean, it's all good. And those are fond memories because I made it here. Do you see? And so don't discount them. Don't, don't, don't not enjoy the baby steps, okay? They are the beginnings of a great feast, a great celebration, and you will treasure them forever and ever and ever. So take them with a glad heart. You don't have to hit the home run. Divine intelligence will hit the home run as long as you're showing up out in the world.
Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Time for a spiritual tune-up. The best way to influence the world. Whether it's peace you want or anything else, there is a tactful, powerful approach. And yes, you can influence the world. In this specific uh, circumstance, the questioner is asking about um, influencing the world to become a vegan. I'll read the question in just a second. But this applies to anyone and everyone who's got a business, who's a writer, who wants to influence and touch and improve the world. This is for all of us. Mike, my dream is to awaken every human on the planet to the centrality of liberating animal kin from human oppression and violence i.e. bringing about a vegan world in my lifetime. I am sure through 50 years of study, this will have a domino effect, ending racism, sexism, the climate and disease crises, wars, starvation, etc. How can I ensure I am the best channel through which this reality can manifest? All right, I, I salute and honor this ambition. Um, I'm nearly a vegan as I have shared before. I know that pisses off the vegans. Why aren't I always a vegan? Um, I, I, I won't go there right now. But I think this is a beautiful sentiment. And boy, to the questioner, you have come to a place in understanding reality, creation, love, cooperation, humanity in ways that most people cannot hold a candle to. And this was brought about through you being allowed to find your own way. Okay, this is sacred. There was a time when you weren't a vegan, whether it was this lifetime or another time. There was a time when you were at the opposite end of the spectrum. But because you had the freedom to be who you are and to wonder as you wonder and to imagine with your heart as you've imagined with your heart and to have the trials and tribulations that made you the amazing person that you are. This is how you got to this glorious place of compassionately understanding the animal kingdom as much as you understand the human kingdom. And so I salute you and I love you and I'm so excited to find a brother or a sister out there walking the same path as myself. And many, many, many other people are walking this path and waking up to it. But when you come to a place of like, I want people to see the truth, whether it's stopping the invasion of the Ukraine or child abuse or uh, all of the other ills in society, we all want that. You cannot, cannot impose your will upon them. Even though you are coming from this high place in the light, don't deny them their ability to learn through the hard knocks of life what you learned, what's made you such an incredibly bright light, which has given you this conviction, this, this beautiful passion for what you care about. Okay, You don't want to take that gift away from anybody else. And thank goodness nobody forced you to try to see things from their way when you weren't ready because you'd never be where you are right now. And this is true, again, for whether you want more readers of your books, you want more clients for your business, you want more people marching for peace. 
there is something you can do. You can continue to just bask in that light and love of glory that you have found. You can let it dictate your every single step, everything you choose to wear, everything you choose to eat, everything you choose to say. It can be part of your vernacular. But there's still so much more going on in the world. I would urge you not to be overly single, singly minded, single fo focused on this one thing because it can take you to that point of disappointment and despair. Now, you can be as single minded as you like, but if it takes you to a point of despair and unhappiness, then mix it up. Do some other things. Celebrate who you already are. Celebrate all the other great things that your wisdom is making possible in the world. You can still influence as well. And I hope you're not feeling like I took the wind out of your sails here. You can still influence by, by making the statements well chosen at the right time to the right people, balanced with all of the other beautiful observations you have in life. Um, you can do a, a protest. You can write to your congressman. You can write a book. You could write a kid's book. You could do so many things to influence. Look at the giants like uh, Indira Gandhi or Martin Luther King Jr. who were able to galvanize people around a cause. Okay, you can still do that. You can't, you can lead a horse to water, you can't make him drink. And so for anybody and everybody out there wanting to influence, it's got to be done with a gentle kindness and a passionate love and a caring and an empathy for the people who don't know any better. Okay, they just don't know any better, just as we didn't know any better. And through your patience, through your care, through your uh, joie de vie. Is that how you say it? I think I ruined it. Y your happiness about life. Uh, that's my bad French. Um, you will make that example. And perhaps uh, above all, don't worry. Don't make it your cross. It it's a beautiful world as it is. The animals that suffer like the people that suffer, it's all in a dream that's playing out in the heart and the mind of the divine. A fleeting, fleeting, fleeting dream compared to eternity of love and joy and uh, uh, oneness. Okay, and yes, it's hideous. And yes, it's ugly. And yes, you are right to want to change things. But put it into the context of eternity. Into this adventure where God got to be you. And God gets to be me. And God gets to be the animals and the birds and the trees. And it's all for this greater symphony, this greater organization where we're all slowly remembering who we really are and what we're capable of. I salute you and your passion and I am an enthusiastic supporter. I am in your cause, okay? But don't worry. It's okay. There's nothing you have to do. It's already a beautiful world. It's already a perfect world with the proper context. Jumbo fellow adventurers, it's Mike Dooley. Happy Fry, yay. Okay, it's time for a spiritual tune-up. When someone is pushing your buttons, how to react? I got a lot of questions uh, along these lines. Here's one of them. Hi, Mike. My issue right now is trying to stay in a good place for manifesting. However, my mom lives with me and she is always in the negative zone, making it very hard for me to stay positive. 
Example, she is constantly saying, there's no money. And I tell her not to worry because it always works out in the end. That is my mantra and I constantly say it, especially when things seem not so great. It works, but the only way to stay positive is to stay away from my mom. And I can't really do that because she lives with me. Uh, I love her. What should I do? Uh, similar question, office politics. Similar question, arrogant people. Similar question, you know, loud neighbors. This is a really common question. So here's the deal. One of my very first emails, before they were even notes from the universe, that they were messages from Mike, and, and they were never very popular. Uh, um, embrace criticism. Embrace criticism. When somebody's pushing your buttons, you know, like just feel that, okay? Feel that. Whether from the wise or from fools, never has a word been uttered that didn't have meaning to those who heard it. If you heard it, there's a lesson there. If you heard it, there's a gift there. And that does not mean it was right. No, not necessarily. It's probably garbage. But that you heard it is not by an accident. Look, a day, the here and now, the, the dream of here and now, is every bit the same as the dream you have at night. I've, I've visited this before. Do you think you might dream at night that you're walking in a park and you overhear somebody uh, saying something really nasty about a politician you love? Do you think if that happened in your nighttime dream, it was just some random dude walking by who just happened to be in the same dream bubble as you, who happened to speak loudly enough so that you could hear? Do you think any of that was to chance? It was meticulously designed as a reflection of where you are, the adventures at hand, the love to be felt, the empathy and the compassion to know. This is what happens in our nighttime dreams. Nothing is left to chance. And it's exactly the same in the dream of life. It's just that here, we believe in continuity. We believe that there's this momentum. We believe in a linear timeline as being reality. When we know, if you're watching a spiritual tune-up from Mike Dooley, you know time is an illusion. It is not what you think it is. Yet, we're eating our popcorn in the theater, uh, living our life metaphorically. And it's like, oh my gosh, it seems so, so real. Everything that's on the silver screen around us, you're dreaming it. And if somebody said it, it has meaning to you. Again, it might be rubbish, but that doesn't mean it doesn't have meaning. What might be the meaning? Maybe those people are in your life to help you learn how to say no. Maybe those people are in your life to help you learn how to say yes. Maybe that person's in your life to help you to stop talking. <laughs> Maybe that person's in your life so that you will rely on yourself more. Maybe that person's in your life to stop the temptation of, of wondering what other people are thinking. You just learn to zone them out mid-sentence. Maybe, maybe. Um, maybe that person's in your life so that you can see past their shortcomings. Maybe. They chose this lifetime, humbled and in awe, to be in your company. 
They knew that they would learn so much, that they would scale great heights, that you would be a model, that your light would shine on their darkened path. They knew that they would annoy you, but you said, come on, I love you so much. Come on, you can be my mom this time, or you can be my sister this time, or you can be my loud neighbor this time. Come on, come on. I'm going to show you how else this can be handled. And so now they're in your life, humbled beyond words in the spiritual sense. Although physically at street level, you're annoying them, okay? But, but in the deeper realm, they are in awe of you. They revere you. Wouldn't it be a bummer to wake up from this lifetime and be like, oh man, I kicked you out of my house. Oh man, I was so rude and mean to you and you wanted to be in my light and you, you brought me down instead of me bringing you up. Look for every opportunity throughout every single day to be the highest that you can be. And when you learn the lesson from this teacher who may not be wiser than you, but yet they come with a lesson, a, a highly custom tailored lesson that, that you created, that you manifested. When the lesson is received, when the gift is imparted, you will either continue to love and learn and adventure with them or they're just going to disappear out of your life. And it's going to be win-win, okay? They're going to be just as happy uh, as you if this is office politics or your loud neighbor. You will either move on to a new love adventure with them or you're going to move on to a new love adventure with someone else. And so are they. And it's all good because we're just different facets of the divine. We're all one. We're each reincarnational aspects of everyone alive today. And so when something is going on in your life, there's a reason. There's order. That doesn't mean learn to love it, okay? That doesn't mean that they're right. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't learn to say no. Get the heck out of Dodge, man. I don't want to deal with that anymore with love and compassion. But if something's going on in your life, just like a nighttime dream, it is by meticulous design. It is not random. Oh, that person just moved in next door. What bad luck. No, it's like that person is an ancient gladiator and you used to hang out in Atlantis together, Lemuria together, on planet Maldeke together. And it's like now you've, you've shown up again and you're going to be trading gifts. And when the gift giving, the gift season is done, if ever, then you're going to go your own ways. And it's all so good and all so grand. Well, there you have it. One more week's worth of spiritual tune-ups. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed what you just saw or heard, please share with a friend, uh, thumbs up, like, follow, whatever may be the case on the platform you're now experiencing this. If you want more inspiration every single day, I send out a note from the universe. Right now, it's going out to a million people. We'd love to add you to that list. Enjoy. Thoughts become things. See you next time.